What's up, folks? You are tuned into the Failing Frequency. I am Ethan. And I'm Mike. And we like talking about Star Trek. Yeah. Um, we're going to go through some of the latest in Star Trek news. We got toys. We got comics. Mm-hmm. We got whiny old bitches. Yeah. Uh, and we got the latest episode of Star Trek Prodigy. What's it called again? Prelude. Prelude. That makes. Thank sense. God I remembered it. <laughs> I know. You know, someone's got it. That makes yeah. sense. And time codes below for skipping through the uh, to the news or to the episode. But before we get into any of that, how you doing, Mike? Yeah, I'm. I'm living the dream. I'm living the dream. I'm um, in. Very happy that we're going to sit down, talk Trek, and you know, talking Trek with friends and beer. What can be yeah, better? Same. Yeah. yeah. How, how about well, yourself? How about yourself? Well, you may be living the dream, but my life every day is a waking nightmare. Yeah. Um, but it's all right because, you know, the joy in life can be found in the little things. Um, like the yearly Spotify rap roundup. Uh, yeah. Uh, we got, I got mine yesterday. And uh, it, it made me chuckle. It made me chuckle, Mike. Did you? We, we were talking before. Did you get yours up? So I, I couldn't. I couldn't get up my. This is you know, all your metrics or whatever. But I've got the most listened to songs up. What? What? What's some? Of, what are some of your like standout songs from the year? Um, I mean, from the year is going to be the interesting part in that I, my number one song is Willie Nelson, "Always on My Mind." So hey, the Elvis hey. cover, you know. Hey. Fantastic colour, just bits. Oh, definitive, one yeah. might say. Yeah, no, absolutely. Who doesn't love Willie Nelson, man? Mm. So a bit of Willie Nelson, a bit of Johnny Cash, The Highwayman, um, Childish Gambino. I, I nice. love Childish Gambino. Um, yeah. Stones, um, Springfield, Dylan, Stevens. Yeah, I'm, I'm an old person, really. Right on, man. Like, yeah, like... <laughs> Yeah, I've definitely got like all of that on vinyl. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my uh, God, I've got some variety on mine. My number one listen to artist was Seatbelts, the people who did the soundtrack for Cowboy Bebop, closely followed by Prince. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of Prince, that piece that I recorded for Andy, um, uh, he, he put that oh, yeah. out the other day. So yeah, if you if you want to hear my opinions. On hmm. uh, the the Prince soundtrack for the Batman 1989 mo- movie, um, head on over to the Great Derelict and check that out. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, yeah, yeah. If if you don't know what I'm talking about when I when I talk about the Prince Batman 1989 soundtrack, then then it's fantastic. People yeah, you people be- push back on it, but it's I think it's better than for the time. It's better than most soundtracks. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. it's not it's hardly in the film and the best song on mm. on the on the album isn't on the film but like god could you imagine if that soundtrack was in that film? <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Um but yeah, if you want to hear my thoughts on that and some other people's thoughts on some other great movie music moments, go go check that out. Mm-hmm. Um linked below. But yeah, the uh the thing that kind of blew me away on my on my Spotify Wrapped. So top top songs. 
Drugs by Tia Verde. Great song. Uh, 35 by Rob Ruha. Uh, and Kahal. It's, uh, it's sung. They're all Maori. Um, number three. Shake Your Ass by Mystical. Shake Your Ass. What? Just not that one. Yeah, no, that one. That one. Okay. <laughs> Bloody hell. I, I have not listened to that song that much, surely. <laughs> How can it... It's just a sexy time song, you know, obviously. It just, like, i tell you what it is. I think what it was is it, it was... I think I liked it quite recently. And so whenever mm. I hit, like, play on my Spotify, it played, like, first. Yeah. And then I would hit shuffle. Mm. But, yeah, now if I share my fucking Spotify rap, everyone thinks I'm fucking jamming out to shake your ass every day. I mean... It's only and it's only partially true. It's only partially true. Yeah, I mean, it's only it's not every day. No, I mean, it's definitely once a month. It's a fucking banger. It's yeah. one of the songs that I get in trouble for playing at work. <laughs> what out front? You can't play that yeah, out yeah, front. In the That's going to be in an in bar. back. Yeah. yeah in, no, in the bar, like on oh, Sunday lunchtime. Okay. <laughs> Just as all the um, you know church folk come in. Yeah. Do 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 do. Yep. Sunday, Sunday roast. Nice. Ah, fucking hell, dude. Right, but we've got track to talk about. Yeah, man, we got some. We got some Star Trek to talk about. Yeah. So it's news like this week, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're kind of picking the bones of it, just a, just a little bit. Mm. Yeah. Um, Den of Geek reports, Mike. Cool. Uh, one sec. I like Den of Geek. Um, Den of Geek uh, reports uh, Terra Metallus uh, has said that the next season of Star Trek Picard is going to serve as a continuation of both DS9 and Voyager. Mm. Um, how, how does that sound to you? It would be odd if it wasn't, considering there are characters from those series in it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, he says, in my mind, I would have called it Star Trek Legacy. I mean, it is truly a Picard story. He is mm. the focus, but the spirit of it is different than seasons one and two, just because of what it is. Um, there was already something called Star Trek Legacy, and it was great. What was it? The um, Xbox 360 game. Oh, it's fantastic! Uh, I, I, it... It's the one Xbox 360 game that I've kept. I don't have an Xbox anymore, and the current Xbox is backwards compatible for every game that's ever come out, pretty much, except for that game. What kind of game was it? <laughs> um, it's third-person ship combat, and there's a story that goes through from Enterprise to TOS to um, Next Gen to DS9 to Voyager. Um, with all the voice actors back. Cool. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, but yeah, no, that sounds good. You know, Picard, it's, you know, it's, it's about Picard. Picard's the main character, but there's a continuation of Voyager because we've got, you know, Seven of Nine. It's also a bit of a continuation of DS9 because we've got Worf and um, yeah. maybe possibly hinting at some more um, DS9 related stuff as well as all of the tng characters 
And um, I think Janeway is still going to be in it. Some yeah, potentially Janeway's in it. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of Picard, uh, Jonathan Fro- Frakes was also speaking Frokes? to get dead. <laughs> Jonathan Frooks. Frooks. Jonathan Frooks. Jonathan Frooks. Jonathan Frooks. Uh, was uh, he was talking to Dead of Geek and said um, that that Picard is also going to serve as potentially leading into a continuation of a of a of a Star Trek Next Generation sort of adjacent spin-off. He he says, as you'll see by the end of the season, it's ripe for a continuation of some version of what we've established in the show. Not more Picard, but certainly. Next gen, uh, next gen is alive and well. I can just picture him giving it a wing. Yeah. Um, so as well as being the show about Picard and Voyager and DS9 and the TNG crew, um, and it's also going to potentially serve as, as a kind of like you know an introduction to a to a TNG spinoff. Um, yeah. Can can you smell? Can you smell something? I, I can it, smell him fishing. Is it potentially the smell of too many things? Slightly. It's also going to be the next next generation in that it's got like Geordie's kids and stuff like that. It's yeah. setting those guys up. So it's like, it's the end of next gen. And yeah. it's the next next gen. And it's Voyager and it's DS9. Uh, and they've the... got 10 episodes to do it or whatever. Yeah. And they're and they're also it's also gonna have the next next gen Star Trek babies. Yeah. Um, I mean t- to be fair, we we're saying or you're you're saying maybe that's too much for a season. But Picard season one and Picard season two aren't necessarily crammed with story, are they? <laughs> no, but they're, they like, not much happens. No. Well they lack in plot, they more than make up for in mood. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, sounds great. Like, yeah, if you want to, you know, surely, you know, if we're wanting all the Star Trek all the time, then surely at some point we're going to get too much Star Trek rammed down our face at once. And it's going to be sweet, but sickly sweet. Yeah. Uh, but that's fine. I'm half American. I grew up eating American candy. Like, I can deal with sickly sweetness. Yeah. And I can't have too much Trek. I've tried, <laughs> uh, but uh, it, but while we're on the subject of Picard, uh, have you been reading up the? Have you been reading, keeping up with the with the Picard comics? So yeah, in uh, comics corner um, this week there was um, Star Trek the new ongoing series, uh, the second issue of that. Mm-hmm. And last issue, Picard was saying about going to Klingon space to get stuff. And the the interesting part of this, so I won't go through the whole story, but was seeing Worf again and meeting Worf. So cool. still in his position as um, Federation ambassador. Yeah. And Martok is still chancellor. He's still, that's cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, Martok... Um, doesn't have enough supporters. Doesn't doesn't enough have enough houses supporting him. So Kalis is it because of clone, classism? It well that and is being it because a federation, of, is it because of... being a federation sympathizer um, and being classist? 
they're not happy with him. Oh, you know how I feel about classism and anti-socialist sentiment, Mike? Yeah. The fucking Tory bastards, the Klingons. <laughs> yeah. Sons of bitches. They're talking about class and you want to take them to school, you know? Honestly, just get me in a room with the fucking Klingon High Council and I'll tell you what. Yeah. Fucking, I'll tell you a thing or two. Tell me, tell me. I'll tell them. Yeah. I'll tell them what's what, what isn't. Mm. So, yeah, um, because Martov doesn't have enough supporters, Kalis is now in charge, the clone of Kalis from TNG. (laughs) Um, awesome. he, he's back in power and he's anti-Federation and anti-all stuff like that so nice. Worf gives up his role as ambassador and joins Cisco on his merry mission Oh, and is that when we get him in like all black with the all, all black um, Baldrick with the, with the Rob Liefeld pouches um, is that in the series or is that not out yet That that's not yet that's not yet alright okay Yeah. what's he wearing just Klingon garb, you know, oh, Klingon okay. rubbish. Yeah. One of them sleeveless numbers with the, the long sleeveless yeah. number. Yeah, nice. like a robe that goes like both ways. Nice. Yeah. I love things that go both ways. <laughs> uh, speaking yeah. of comics. Speaking of comics, we've got a new uh, one, haven't we? Yeah, man. Star Trek have announced a new comic that I am like, this is the first comic that I am actually genuinely excited about. Um, partially because of the cover that they've released, which is really cool. It's a it's a Star Trek sort of take on the the infamous Watchmen cover by Dave <laughs> Gibbons with the blood on the on the smiley face badge, but it's it's blood dripping down onto a onto a, a star onto a com badge. Com badge, yeah. Cool as fuck. Um, and the the title of the series, Mike, are you ready? Yeah. Star Trek. Day of Blood. Day of Blood. <laughs> Sounds very Klingon, uh, doesn't it? Sounds fucking sick, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about this. Purely, literally, I know we shouldn't judge books by their covers. <laughs> literally. This book by this cover. This book, mm. book looks sick as fuck. Hey, that all yeah. kind of rhymed. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, are you are you with me on this? Yeah. <laughs> are you with me so, or are you against me, Mike? <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. I was just reading it then, and it looks like it's going to be. It looks like it's a spin-off of the um, Star Trek Ben Cisco series. So yes. yeah, I'm, I'm up for that. Yeah, it's saying it's going to bring together the 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 Worf who joined Cisco and the crew of the USS Theseus. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, with the uh, with uh, some other people on the Defiant or something, I don't know. I'm kind of speed reading it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, looks again yeah. like I say, just going by the cover looks fucking cool. Yeah, decent, decent. That's what we like. That's what we like. They have been um, doing like some. Uh, they had some alternate covers for this issue of um, you know number two. I was talking about. That were uh, really good. That was just Cisco, um, you know, pointing a phaser at you and just data in like a psychedelic data's head it floating in a psychedelic realm. Um, yeah. yeah, cool. So, like, obviously, no spoilers, but like, how is how is the series so far? It's good so far. It's good so far. Um, 
you know, it's it in some parts feels like it's a, a fan writing, oh, there's Cisco and he's joined by Bev Crusher and Data and Worf and um, Hoshi Sato's um, descendant and um, does Montgomery Hoshi Scott. Does, does Hoshi Sato's descendant look like Hoshi Sato? No, she's Andorian. Oh, oh. oh okay. <laughs> Does it look yeah. like Hoshi Sato if she was Andorian? Pretty much. It looks as much like Hoshi oh, Sato yeah. as um, Bev Crusher looks like Bev Crusher. This issue, for whatever reason, they made Bev Crusher look like she was like 20. It was like, okay, yeah, whatever. <laughs> cool. Fine. Hey, man. Fair enough. Gates McFadden was a firestorm when she was younger. Yeah. Um, uh, I I don't know about you, but um, I'm an adult. Are you an adult? Uh, sometimes legally, I suppose. Yeah, man. Mm. Um, but no matter how how grown up you get, toys are kind of cool, though, aren't they? Yeah. Especially when you're looking at toys that remind you of your own youth. Mm. Uh, Playmates have announced uh, a new lineup of really shitty naff like nineties <laughs> action figures uh, that look honestly. I love these. Yeah. Um, so we've got we've got Data, Riker, and Picard. We've got Spock and Kirk and Khan from Wrath of Khan, hmm. and we've also got Michael Burnham and Saru from Discovery. Uh, and I just think that's so cool, seeing, like, modern characters yeah. but in, in the shitty naff toys that, that we used to have when we were kids. And they, they talk about, in the article, they, they've got, like, previews for 2023, and it's the Prodigy Kids. <laughs> so you cool. get to have, like, a little jank and pog uh, <laughs> piece of shit. <laughs> piece of shit. Piece of shit toy, not necessarily a piece of shit character. <laughs> oh man, how are they going to do Murph? Or oh, they could just do like slime. Remember yeah. slime? Yeah. Remember that gloop that you used to get with those weird fucking alien egg babies? Yeah. Or, or the ones that you throw at the window, like the army men that throw at the window and then they just go like. Yeah, man. Yeah. 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 Oh, that'd be sick. Um, <laughs> So some of the toys have got some fun little accessories. Um, the my favorite one, of course, being um, Spock's action figure comes with the radiation gloves that he wore when he died. Yeah, just to live <laughs> through those happy memories, to play yeah. through that happy memory. Fucking love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, looks awesome. Yeah. Did you did you have these when you were growing up then? Like the, uh... Um, I had some toys like this. I had, I didn't, I never had a Star Trek toy like this, but I had a lot of toys like this that mm. were all kind of naff. Some of which you could easily mistake for being in the same set. Yeah. Um, I had some Star Wars toys like this. I had a couple of um, uh, space precinct. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, space mate. precinct 1999. Right yeah. into my veins, mate. Just, yeah. Just give it, give it to me straight into my veins. I love a bit of Jerry Anderson. I am not. We, we, there's no. This is no Shatner face. Let me tell you, folks. This is no edition of Shatner face. But we do have some Shatner a face gent. I tried to merge Shatner face and adjacent. Mm. Shatner adjacent face. Yeah. Um, news. Uh, because Shatner someone Decay, else's face. 
Yeah, yeah. Someone else yeah. is shot in our face today. Yeah. There we go. We got the. There we go. Uh, uh, George Takei is currently promoting his play, Allegiance, a play mm -hmm. that George Takei, at 85 years of age, is currently um, starring in. It's a play based on his life. Um, and he he took some time out of his bu busy schedule to uh, to talk shit about William Shatner. Yeah, which is totally fair, considering you know William Shatner was out shitting on everyone else's face, telling saying saying bad mouthing George Takei, saying yeah. that George Takei was bitter and that he wasn't bitter and that everyone else loves him except him and I'm not bitter. You're bitter. Shut up. Mm. Um. Uh, but uh, I just want to read you this little excerpt from, from an interview. Um, Takei is reluctant to talk about Shatner. I know That's where thinks. it should have stopped. I'll, I'll, just, <laughs> no, I'll, I'll just jump in. If you're an interviewer and you're like, oh, George Takei, you know Shatner has been shitting on you recently and he's like, I don't want to talk about it. That's where you as an interviewer should stop, you know. Unless you're like TMZ gossip magazine like specialist or whatever. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. He says, I know he came to London to promote his book and talked about me wanting publicity by using his name. So I decided I don't need his name to get publicity. I have much more substantial subject matter that I want to get publicity for. So I'm not going to refer to Bill in this interview at all. He grins. Although I just did. Yeah. He's just a it... cantankerous old man. And I'm going to leave him to his devices. I'm not going to play his game. <laughs> but if you look up, like, in the last week, you know on Google you can put, like, the news tab and you put George Takei in. None of them are interviewing about his play. It is all no. George Takei says this did about you, Shatner. Yeah. Did, you what, like... did you hear what Bill said about you? What do you yeah. reckon? I wouldn't lower myself to talk about that fat bitch. Yeah. Uh, but if I did, I, I would say that that sanctimonious old asshole can go fuck himself, but I won't say that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a poor standard of, you know, journalism where you can just, that'll get more clicks. So you yeah. have to ask him and get his response. Response from this poor old man who's trying to talk about how he, he was mistreated during World War Two. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's the, the thing is, yeah, totally yeah. lowering the tone. Like the play is is um, is it's about the mistreatment mm. of Japanese Americans during World War Two. So mm. people are lowering the tone as fuck because they know that George Takei is not gonna. Yeah, he just he's not can't help himself. He's, he's not. Yeah, he just can't help himself. Yeah, you know, why break the habit of a lifetime? He's been talking shit about William Shatner since before either of us were born. Yeah, he's not going to stop anytime soon. No. Ugh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you want to go see George Takei's new play, Allegiance, it's it's they're they're in. Oh, they don't need the publicity, or maybe they do. I don't know. Um, I'll go, scroll go see across them. dates here or whatever, wherever <laughs> it is playing. You go check that out. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, that's it. That's the news. Um, nice and quick I, I news. Did, I did that... my best. Do you feel informed? Do, do I feel, feel informed. Like... I feel informed and I'm, you know, as ever, 
glad we have a, a brief merciful news sec segment. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. What can I say? It's it's it is the holiday season. Yeah. You know? Things Every... powering down over, you know, you've got to power down the warp core um for the holidays. Yes. Yeah. Um, um mm -hmm. but should we talk about the episode of the week which is prodigy season one episode 16 prelude season one yeah uh yes, non-spoilers sure. then what did you think of the episode um you know i like i like an episode <laughs> i like an episode yeah just an episode uh, yeah, sometimes, you know but sometimes it's nice instead of having like a, a whole episode. Sometimes it's nice to have a couple of little episodes. Hmm. Um, you know, like sometimes you want a whole pizza, but sometimes you see a plate of those like little mini pizzas, uh, yeah. like a buffet, and you go, "I think I'll have a few of them." Yeah, yeah. You um, can you can have your tales of the Batman or how I almost got him or something like that. Oh, from, great um, episode! Now that. Animated. That is a classic episode of animated yeah. television. That yeah. is an iconic, top-tier episode. Mm. This episode is fine. This isn't that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's mostly serviceable. It, it's needed for, you know, backstories or whatever, but it feels it, it's very much a, like an episode off. Um, you know, the, there's all action, all action, all action. And then this one, it's like, okay, let's sit in a, let's sit down and just talk to each other. Yes. There was a moment <laughs> when I was like, just for a brief second and then I was like, no, that's no. Just for a fleeting second where I was like, they're not doing a flashback episode. <laughs> yeah. They're not doing um, what? It, what is it? Shades of Grey season one of um, TNG. Yeah. Is that, that it? Uh, I mean, like, don't get me wrong, but I could maybe, I could maybe use, <laughs> I could maybe do with a flashback episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now I've I'll got on my docket. I, I will I'll try this weekend. My thing. I will try this weekend to to make a timeline video for Prodigy because we're we're filling it in for me for me to watch every week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, this is what happened, by the way. Even. Uh, uh, nice. That would be handy. A crib mm. sheet. Yeah, a crib sheet um, mm -hmm. of how it fits around other series as well because we're you know it's in a it's set in a period of time with, that is pretty busy in the uh, Trek world. Yes, especially now. Yeah. Getting busier and busier. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, I, I mean, you know, we do we do learn some stuff in mm. this episode. Uh, we, we, definitely, we definitely do get some backstory to a lot of things. I wouldn't necessarily say any of it kind of illuminates anything that much. Um, no, not well, much I mean, more aside than... from one character, aside from one character, we do get we do get full exposition on on one character and just kind of fluff for for a lot of other people. Yeah, I, I've got in mind. There's a sweet one. There's a funny one. Um, there's one that nothing happens in at all, and there's one that is just like series law. So if you want to know about how Prodigy actually works, like the the series, then you need like to know about sync. Yeah, like NSYNC, Justin Timberlake is the is the is the last one, mm. um, and and the rest of the rest of them. Anyway, 
do we want to move on to the episode um, wrapped up and then the spoiler talk? Hell yeah. Cool. So while fixing the protostar, there's enough downtime for our heroes to talk through their origin stories. Rock talks about being a slave wrestler until she was sold to the Kazon. Zero talks about being captured by the Kazon. Pog talks about waking up early on a sleeper ship and then being leaving to save the, save the rest of the crew and being picked up by the Kazon. Um, meanwhile, in the Dauntless, Janeway finds out that the protostar crew aren't criminals, but kids hunted by someone called the Diviner. She goes down to the Diviner to ask if he knows what's going on and finds Essencia as a Varna cat um, and gets knocked the fuck out. Oof, she gets judo chopped. She got um, judo, that's what I have written in my, in my notes in bottom <laughs> caps. Judo chop. Judo chop. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like they say that they, 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 they didn't join the Federation and yet quite clearly the Diviner has studied the ancient noble art of Kirk Fu. Yeah. It would have only been better if he like two-handed, like oh man. Oh, he definitely should have two-handed fisted her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In any interpretation of that sentence. <laughs> um, so what I do we want to what which story do we want to talk about first? Because you know, fuck a load of the stories. Um <laughs> I mean well the first thing the first note that I've got is at the start of the episode. Mm. Um, Janeway's like, who are these kids? Yeah, how, like, who could they be? How how have they gotten here? How have we gotten to this situation? I just love the idea that like Janeway's thinking that these kids. Sorry, I'm burping loads. <laughs> I'm a gentleman. Mm. I, I love the idea that of Janeway sat there thinking about like, like just who are these slick maverick kids? <laughs> yeah, um, but like. Not considering that, like they, they might just be stupid. <laughs> yeah, and such so amazingly convenient that um, her Andorian commander guy just brings in a a subspace thing from outside the Federation that says, "Oh, someone's hunting these people." Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah called the unwanted, and they're wanted. You know, someone yeah. called the diviners after them. Yeah, they're unwanted because yeah. they're stupid. It brought to me that that old saying, which is um, uh, something that I, I I recite to people often. Mm. Um, ne- never attribute to malice what can be more easily explained by incompetence. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and God you know, knows these, the uh, protostar crew are incompetent. <laughs> yes, God. Yes, these kids are not dangerous. Yeah. Um, they are just stupid like a fox. Yeah, they're stupid like kids are. You know. Yeah. That is... No, they, they, these these kids are, are, are stupid and, and clumsy in in a in a sort of Mister Magoo kind of expert <laughs> fashion. Yeah. Um, yeah. They they um they they fall upwards, but not in like a metaphorical career like career advancing sense. They yeah. they literally fall upwards. Through situations, yeah, they are continuously lucky and yep. only scraping by by their their somehow rough luck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, do we want to talk about the um, the law heavy bit of it first? Then the deadliest uh, I, I, side. I'd say maybe save save that for the last. Okay. What about getting rid of the? <coughs> what about getting rid of the shit one first then and talking zero? Yeah. 
Okay. To be honest, I, I, I kind of enjoyed Zero's story the most. Really? I didn't think there was anything to it. There, no, there wasn't anything to it, but like, yeah. I definitely had the most enjoyment laughing out loud and asking yeah. myself, why the fuck do Medusans need that ship? Okay, what that does ship... the inside of that ship look like? That ship's from TOS Remastered. Um... The, the, the same question. Yeah. <laughs> Why do a bunch of floating balls of energy need a ship? Does the inside of that ship have, like, rooms and, like, well, it's... levers and buttons to press? And it, It's supposedly a Federation ship that's been outfitted so it is for floaty balls of gas or whatever um but <laughs> who knows maybe they okay if you're a floating ball of gas maybe it takes you a long time to float from solar system to solar system so you want to just hop on a on a starship so you can walk between them all right well i mean uh, they're they're eternal i wouldn't have thought that like speed was the kind of thing they'd be worried about you know they're yeah. all they're all immortal yeah you know, for immortal fart beings. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I did like the um, Kazon are all wearing the TOS. Yeah, terrible fucking glasses that <laughs> yeah, are just like this will protect me from um, you know any reflections. You know, yeah. <laughs> if you've got shiny boots, you're fucked. <laughs> you know, yeah. If anything shines up. Yeah, I, I loved it. You know, um, goofy. Yeah, real. I like real goofy, goofy still. Yeah. yeah, but I, I didn't think there was anything else to it, like their story at all, other than like, oh, I didn't have to talk to people; I could just communicate through force, and now I'm stuck talking to you. It's yeah. Like, oh, I'm so sorry, Zero. It's like, yeah. I mean, well, like when when Gwen's like, I had no idea. It's like, where where? How did you think that this obviously like unique yeah. and rare creature, this beautiful energy being? That was delivered to you in a crate. How mm. do you possibly think that situation came about? Yeah, I had no idea. I thought you. I thought that you loved being delivered in crates. Yeah, I thought you volunteered to be a, a mind wiping slave for us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So easily, easily my least favorite of the the four stories. Um. What, what if that if you like that one? What's your least favorite of the four then? Uh, Jank and Pogs. Ah, uh, Jankums, I thought was funny at least. Yeah, it's I the movie it... Passengers. You know the Chris Pratt, Jennifer. Um, uh, oh yeah, right. Okay. One? It's, it's just less that. rapey. Less rapey. Yeah. 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 Thank God. <laughs> yeah, but I can't imagine how that situation could have ended out with that droid. Yeah. <laughs> Who who would have been anyway? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but yeah, I like that. Like, I thought it was pretty smart. Where he, he's like from pre Enterprise or from Enterprise era, um, sent is, out on a sleeper ship. Is that what that was? Because like I was, yeah. I was kind of left a bit confused by Jenkins Pog's whole story because like I don't feel as though that fills in enough. No, what what I don't get is like he's talking about being a trainee. And stuff like that um, on this sleeper ship, and it's like, but you know absolutely nothing about the Alpha Quadrant. Like you, you think you're royalty just because you're Tellarite. So 
did you get hit on the head multiple times when you're going going into stasis or something? Yes. So so his story yes, though did. is I'm just yeah. sorry, I'm just saying like that that statement <laughs> that you just made is officially canon. Yeah. Yeah. But like he he talks about like um they sent orphans or whatever or like runts out on deep space sleeper ships before the the Tellarites were in the Federation. So that must have been pre the end of Enterprise. Okay. And the, the ship in there is featured in Enterprise in some of the, you know, one or two episodes. So Tellarite ship, sleeper ship gets sent out into the Delta Quadrant for whatever reason to, you know, expand land territory, find stuff, um, set up a colony so Tellarites in the future can go there. Um and his ship fucks up and it wakes him up to, to fix it. Like the movie Passenger. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, I just kind of like the, the Jankenpog can fix it. Mm. The, the They said he, he repeated it too many times. Did you not find it funny though? Like where it's like... I found it funny and then he repeated it five... Like it, it was okay, funny it went past times. funny. Five times was okay pretty funny and mm. then he repeated it another five times and it went past funny okay i see that yeah but it also had like the the two other funny bits in it where it was oh this is broke and he goes to fix that and this is broke and he goes to fix it and it's like oh the toilet is blocked it's like i'm not fixing that <laughs> and then you see him unblocking the toilet anyway yeah and then when he's got to leave and he he's leaving to save the 29 other crew members of this sleeper ship and he says, you know, tell them, you know, it was it was me, Jake and Pug, who um, saved them all. And, you know, not to worship me as a hero or do whatever. And then the machine that's been fucking up is just like, please state your name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that, yeah, was, I thought funny. that was funny. He's just like, what was funny about that was him just like, do you know what? Fuck it. Fuck you. Fuck yeah. this. <laughs> I'm off. Yeah. And it's also like, I also liked it because it's like a... It's an origin story for him being an engineer as well, rather than yeah. just um, like the other two. Well, I, I suppose Rox is a bit has a bit well, of that, but Zeros it doesn't get a like it doesn't show you why she wants to be a medical engineer of the protostar. Maybe maybe when he woke up out of the sleep, he imprinted on engineering. Yeah. You know, kind of like when a when a baby animal imprints on their mother, yeah. Or like when Jacob from Twilight imprinted on that baby, on that baby, that horrible, yeah. horrible baby. That, ooh, yeah. Ooh. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Pog loves engineering in the same way that Jacob loves <laughs> that baby, which is to say, it's kind of inappropriate. Yeah. He's going to wait until it, it suddenly ages up so he can sleep with it. Until then, yeah. he's just going to be its best friend. Yes. He's going, to, he's going to wait until engineering is 18. Yeah. Um, what, what's your your next favorite of the um, Protostar crew origins? Um, I, I really actually rather enjoyed Rock's backstory. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love I love the idea of Rock being a um, uh, pretty a pro much like it. Rock was in the WWE. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God, that's Rock talks music. 
Yeah. Oh my God, Rock is coming to the ring. Just coming out, walking out. Like that proper, <laughs> that walk. Yeah. And decides uh, that she doesn't want to do it anymore because she's scaring people rather than, you know, being their friend. Yeah. And yeah. um, what do you think of the dude that she was that she was performing with, her partner? He I like seemed that. Like I, a... The friendship between them. I don't know. Yeah. First, first, like light or laser sword I can think of in, in Trek. Yeah, I know. First, yeah. Yeah, same. I have that written here. So that's what a Star Trek lightsaber looks like. Yeah. Even and even if it's just a show one, you know, it gives you it's all interesting. The kids must think it's real, so there must be real ones in the universe. Yeah. Mm. Um, when at the start of it, I thought it was going to be more kind of like a you know, like a, a, a Russian bear and it's mm. and their and their owner, um, kind of thing, and that like Rock was gonna like just flip out and like you know snap yeah. that guy in half and, and kill <laughs> everyone and just like just like smash their brains in and i was like fuck yeah just um, have 15 incredibly gruesome <laughs> minutes in the middle of this kid show yeah man that would have been so cool yeah. um but yeah no it t- like I, I you know at first i thought that you know this guy that she was with was going to be like her slaver and yeah. but it turns out he was also a slave in a way mm. um yeah. Uh, and yeah, um, I like how like, and that you know you kind of uh, that moment dawned on me at the point in which, um, and and it's a great example of good improvisational skills, mm. um, where like you know Rock comes out, she's not really feeling the vibe of of the fight scene, and then mm. you know he he falls over and they laugh, and immediately he's like, haha. Let's yeah. turn this fight scene into some fucking slapstick comedy. And yeah. immediately they just kind of go with it. Mm. Uh, yeah. So like, and he's giving him the, giving, giving Rock the wink. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like, I liked, I like that whole, whole thing. Um, Especially as like two characters that can't communicate. So they don't have universal communicators or whatever. So they can't yeah. speak each other's language, but they kind of like, know to wink at each other and be like yeah come on let's let's do this yeah yeah Um, yeah, so like you know at the end of the episode when you know when when rocks rock and presumably this dude's owners Mm. um sell rock off like it's it's really sad like you know you you see like you know rock had like a you know a partnership with with this guy um yeah but yeah it was like that was the one that actually had like some weight to it yeah and I, I've gone like I've started hoping we'll meet the hero again in the future. Same, same. Yeah. I hope I hope that uh, Rock meets her um, fellow freed slave, hopefully, mm. or can free him and you know use the universal uh, translator to have a chat with him. You know, to yeah. to talk to each other and you know be friends. Discuss the discuss the fundamentals of improvisational comedy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Then um, we're just on to the uh, last one, then, which is the Diviner and Ensign Essentia, who's actually the Vindicator. Talk about WWE names. Vindicator. Vindicator. Oh my God. It's yeah. The Rock versus the Vindicator. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so th this is a hell of a lot of backstory in this uh, one. It, it sets up. So, sorry, sorry. Just before you get into it, I can't yeah. believe that this joke only just dawned on me. Mm -hmm. If you smell what rock is cooking, it's cooking. There we go. Very nicely done. Right. So, so edit, we find out. Edit, edit that in somewhere where it fits, or or leave it right uh, where it is. I'll, I'll do something with it. I'll do something with it. So we find out the Vindicator, Ensign Essentia, and uh, the Diviner used to be the same age. And um, they both went back in time at the same point, but came out at different times. So while he's been hunting for the uh, Protostar for years, she's only been around for free and probably took over like someone's life just yeah. to get on the one ship that is hunting for the protostar as much as um she wants it which is you know pretty smart of her yeah pretty smart of her kind of you know very reminiscent of star trek 09 you know how the the narada and the jellyfish came out of the, the mm -hmm. red matter wormhole at different yeah. points in time um mm -hmm. really great examples of so much wibbly wobbly wibbly wobbly wibbly wobbly so stuff. much wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff yeah. You know, it kind of straightened out some things in my mind with with you know the the diviners people and their past of like they so they are from the future. Hmm. And, so and and like by the time the protostar gets there, they have already like had a negative experience with the Federation. So the protostar isn't their introduction yeah. to the Federation, which is something that yeah it, it does it does fill us in doesn't it because yeah. the protostar was left after um or left before they have a a run-in with the federation but chakotay goes through a timey-wimey portly waterly thing gets spit out and they just take his ship capture his people and take his ship yeah which presumably means chakotay is dead or stuck in the future yeah. Stuck in the future, <laughs> presumably. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, that's totally where he is. He's stuck yeah. in the future. And stuck in a future of a timeline that, you know, possibly doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> so he's he's possibly dead or not existing in any case. We don't know if that's how entropy works in Star Trek. Yeah. He he could be <laughs> Yeah. He could be in a split off like timeline like O nine is as yeah. well um yeah. but yeah it's it's interesting that it's like oh chakotay just sent his ship back in time because he knew he couldn't get onto it himself it's like okay then you're, then, you're like, still surrounded then, by hundreds of um dreadnoughts and um like diviner people yeah, but it's it's Chakotay. he'll he'll have just like got up and gone like got his mitts up like, yeah. Come on, then. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I know how to box. Yeah, man, I can box. Let's fucking do this dreadnought. Yeah. Uh, just flattens him. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it... so, so much great wibbly wobbly. So they go into the future and then, like, they get there. Imagine that, like, you get there and they're like, well, we seem to have time traveled, but here's, here's some new people. Let's go out and meet new life. 
Yeah. Hello, we're from the Federation. And they're just like, bow, 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 bow. you bastards. Federation yeah. sons of bitches. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. Oh, no. And then they send the ship back and it goes even further back. And then yeah. they all go back, but they don't go back as far, but they go back in different times. So much mm. great wibbly wobbly. Time is a flat circle. Fucking yeah. like dipping in and out of it. Fourth dimensional stuff. I love mm. it. I reckon there's going to be a third, um, one of the Vanacamp as well. That what do you Vanacat. think they're going to be called? The oh, Eradicator. The I'm calling the Eradicator. Wrestling names. Yeah, keep going yeah. on the wrestling name thing. Um, but like the, when they when they're standing up to like heaven. look through the um, look at the protostar, there's three of them standing next to each other. There's the Vindicator, there's the Diviner, and then there's this dude in a mask. And I'm just like the er- the Eradicator. The I'm telling you right now, yeah, the Eradicator. That's what it's he's going to be called. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, other thing I noticed when they're talking about their their actual first contact with the Federation, like that turns them against the Federation. So they have they meet some Federation, and then they have fifty years of civil war, whether to join the Federation or not. It looks yeah. like it's a Prometheus um, ship, um, <laughs> you know, from Voyager. Um, oh right, okay. I thought you meant like, no, from Prometheus. Not from Prometheus. It's not. <laughs> it's not that, thankfully. So that's. I'd love to oh, say right, that yeah, nail and when it happens, right. but in Enterprise, I think when the when Archer travels to like the 30th century or something like that, there's a Prometheus there as well. So it happens some point. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. there's a long span of time that it could be um, the Federation meeting this backwater planet yeah mm. i think it's 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 kind of telling of you know when we talk about like the federation and the kind of the the valid criticisms of of you know colonialism and mm. like gentrification and forced homogeneity mm. um that that you know accusations like that get levied against the federation I think it's yeah. quite telling that, like, the Federation makes contact with these people and then they start having a civil war and the Federation's mm. like, never mind. And then <laughs> We're not going to pick a side. Yeah. Like, I'll tell you what, forget about it. And yeah. then they fuck off and these people fucking destroy each other while the Federation is just like, well, the Federation doesn't even look back in on them. Jacote yeah. happens to land there when he travels through a temporal anomaly, mm. like, as far as they know, 50 years go by and the Federation caused this massive conflict and hasn't fucking checked hasn't up on it. Up. Yeah. And yeah. you know you know what it reminded me of as well? It, it's lessons clearly not learned or like you haven't learned the good part of the lesson. Do you remember the pilot or the first episode of Strange New Worlds? Mm-hmm. Where there's two warring factions on this Earth-like planet and then Pike is going like, oh, you want to know who's got the biggest stick? I've got the biggest stick. I'm the Federation. The Enterprise is outside your window. You're either going to go in a civil war and turn out like Earth, or you're going to, you know, not. And this planet just, you know, the Van Vanacamp. I think Vanna we'll Camp do a civil went, war, actually. Thank you. Civil war, please. Yeah, I think we'll do that, actually. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'd quite yeah. like that civil war. It sounds interesting. <laughs> well, yeah. No, it, to be honest, <laughs> like, it was to me it was quite reminiscent of um it just made me think about partition 
the, yeah. the partition of India and Pakistan after the after British colonial troops pulled out. Mm. Um, yeah, it's it, you know a valid criticism, a fairly spot on analogy, um, and one of those chapters from history that like I am to this day fuming that I wasn't taught about in school. Yeah. You've got I'm to learn about, about the that. Tudors. You've got to learn about the Tudors again and again. Really? You don't think we should learn any of about any of the atrocities that we did in the previous hundred years? No. Tudors, they had good flags. Learn about okay. them. White flag and a red flag. There you go. I mean, okay. Or the All, roses. Like a book a bunch of my uh, Pakistani and Indian friends all know about it, and they all seem yeah. to be looking at me like really rough. Mm. Oh, wait, are they the pro? Oh, okay. Yeah. They're not us. We didn't do anything. Okay. What do they know about the War of the Roses? <laughs> Let's turn this around. Hey, man, I'm from Yorkshire. Yeah. I'm still sore about that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, no, it's. Um, I learned about partition from Doctor Who. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like you know, the there is a um, a thing with the with the Federation. There is a criticism about the Federation that you hear quite a lot. It's it's you can see it in. Um, uh, you think like, in DS Nine the insidious? It's insidious. It gets into yes, you. It's clawing. It's you know. clawing at you. Um, you know, and meanwhile, again, in DS9, you have, you know, Cisco talking about how people on Earth at the core of the Federation don't care about everyone else's in the out in the outer reaches mm -hmm. problems because they live in paradise. Yeah. Um, they don't even it's not even that they don't care. They just don't understand what a problem is. You know, they're like, oh, what, what do you mean? You can't just like eat constantly. What do you mean if you're a marquee, you know, you sometimes just get bombed from the sky? We don't understand that. We we have, um, we go to go and eat Jambala from Cisco's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, you know, you have in, in, um, in Star Trek 3, The Search for Spock, you know, you have mm. some scenes with Krug, you know, talking about valid criticisms of the Federation, you know, wanting to make everyone like them. Yeah um and, and and people wanting to to rebel against that hmm. and then you have lower decks you know highlighting the very real and quite clearly very fucking important um hmm. idea that the the federation makes first contact with people and doesn't necessarily check up on 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 them after after they've you know saved the day yeah um yeah it, it definitely the discovery does it with um like the klingons the whole first season is the klingons going you know they they say they want peace but what they do if we have peace then we're turning into the federation we've got to be klingon and fight you know it's just every every series of track does a job of saying like you know maybe maybe some races not aren't fit for the federation but you know aren't the best fit for the federation they want to do their own thing yeah, and maybe on, not everyone wants to do your thing yeah and like you know maybe and you know on the on the flip side of that coin you know maybe the federation thinks it's a little bit better than it is mm. you know um star trek five they say it's a human only club which yeah. you know back then 
for makeup's sake, it was. Yeah. Poor yeah. bloody diviner species, man. Just fucking caught up in the fucking like whirlwind of, of federation. I was yeah. gonna say geopolitics. What would be the word? Uh ooh. Astropolitics? Yeah, why not? I like there the sound of that. Yeah. Works as a term. Works as a term. And we even learned that the diviner was like positive for the Federation at the start. Mm. Which is is interesting. This like he has a fall from not a fall from grace, but he has a fall of attitude from being pro-Federation to being like, oh, my planet, civil war itself. There was no point of the Federation. We've got to stop them and kill them before that time. Well, I mean, he seems pro his planet. And if, yeah, he'd, yeah. if at the time he'd have thought that, you know, joining the Federation would have been a good thing, mm. then he would have supported it. And for all we know, joining the Federation might actually have been a good thing. But instead of doing that or not doing that, they did a they civil thought. war. Yeah. And, um, you know, we'll never mm. know. Yeah. Sad times. Sad times. But you know what this episode was truly missing? What was this episode missing? So at the end, they talk to Hologram Janeway, and they've all been talking about their orig origin stories. And they ask Janeway what her origin story is, and she just talks about, like, Molly the dog. Yeah, she mentions Molly. I was like, what the fuck? Fuck, fuck Molly. I just want, like, you know, everything all, all at once. Everything everywhere all at once, where it like it goes through like loads of things. It should have done that with like Janeway through Voyager episodes, being like, "Oh my god, this animated Janeway, um, yeah, defeating the cool. Borg, you know, defeating the Kazon, defeating the Borg." <laughs> <laughs> that'd have been cool. Yeah. yeah, it could have started off. Or she could have started off in, uh, in December thirty first, nineteen ninety nine, with Janeway's yeah. ancestor. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it could have started off like, well, I began as a scan in a of of yeah. a of a staffly captain in a quaint little Irish town of Fairview. Yeah, um, I deleted the wife. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was. Uh, the computer scanned Janeway's body to fit her for a dress, and that's when the first like frame of my being uh, yeah. came, came about. Yeah. Yeah, if if only if only it was that. I, I just thought like Molly I don't care the about dog. Molly the how does, dog. How does Molly, Molly the, the dog have dog? anything to do with hologram Janeway? How does how does Molly the dog have anything to do with the origin story of hologram Janeway? Yeah, so dumb because like I think she only had Molly the dog for like two years anyway. Yeah, in the like she left Mark Mark maybe with Mark. with. Mark, um, yeah, Molly Mark the dog, the scumbag. Mark the scumbag. The scumbag. He fucking. She was. She was lost in the Delta Quadrant for twenty minutes, and he moved on to some other random spot. Yeah. He's like married by the time they make contact. Three seasons, <laughs> like three years down the line, he's like, the no, I was desperate. I, I was gonna get married if you were gone for more than like two days. Honestly. <laughs> I had a Listen, line of women uh, ready to go. my mate. Yeah. <laughs> Janeway's my mate. Yeah. And I don't like you, Mark. Mm. You're not a good guy, Mark. And all those times, like, early on where she had chemistry with Chakotay, she could have, like, 
been hitting that. Yeah, but but she if was like, no, Mark. Mark. Mm. Mark. Bastard. Yeah, bloody Mark. I bet she didn't even get like um one of the puppies from Molly's litter when she got back. Bloody Mark. Probably got right. I hope she got him back. Maybe yeah. that's the origin. Just like Janeway gets Molly back from Mark. And then she's like, Well, what should we do now? And Molly looks at her and and, and she's like, We should make a horrogram. <laughs> yeah. We should make a horrogram, Catherine. <laughs> Fucking Scooby Doo dog. Say if if hologram Janeway can like make holographic cups of tea or whatever, she could make a holographic Molly to just kick around the ship as well. Yeah. So are we calling are we calling this episode filler? Yeah. This is this is filler. Well, this is this is thick, meaty filler. Like, I don't think it's filler. Party filling. Because of like the not necessarily most of our guys' origin stories, but the diviners one. What about the what about the ham hock sandwich that you can get from Tesco? It's got big oh, thick helping of filling. I'd love to eat that sandwich all the time, but it's like in their like higher class range. Yeah. I don't normally uh, buy from their higher class range. Yeah, this I would I would call this episode the ham hock the Tesco's ham hock sandwich of filler episodes for sure. Like okay, it's, it's, yeah. Because it's a hearty filling, mm. but it is it's it's filler. Yeah, I think it's like. Downtime, but like um backstory downtime. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's it's fine enough for an episode. Uh, I think you need to watch it or eventually watch my video on the actual timeline. Um if you want to understand where Prodigy is and what it's doing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, and maybe I'll like get a pencil and I'll <laughs> and I'll like I'll, I'll write the, the rough timeline of Prodigy on, on yeah. the pencil so I can cheat during when we record. I can imagine you having like writing it on your arm there <laughs> so you can do this like midway like memento style. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe we have to just start doing that anyway. This week's episode of Star Trek Prodigy. Masquerade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was by a miracle that I remembered this episode's name. And that, you know, I wouldn't have remembered it if it wasn't like prelude and just about origin stories. Yeah. So mm. yeah. But yeah, that's that's our episode of the day. I think we yeah, we're we're fine done talking about that really. Yeah. Um yeah, but like th- this episode did, did get me thinking. Hmm. Um, usually at this point in the episode, you ask me, what was the, what was the message oh, yeah. of this episode? Yeah. And like, can you say that there's a message to this episode? See, first run through, I didn't, uh, my note was, was there even a lesson this week? <laughs> um, my, my second the... run through I put is group therapy good group uh, as ther- a note? I don't know. I've never done, I've never done that one. Yeah. That, that uh, was the only I, I note say, I had, though. If you know, judging by any like group therapy scene from any movie or episode of television ever, I can mm. categorically say I'm not up for that. Not suited. Uh, no, I don't <laughs> think I fancy that. that. Yeah. Um, it's not so much uh, opening up. 
mm-hmm. as um I, I think i would struggle to stay quiet yeah um when yeah anyway that's why we do a podcast <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but this episode got me thinking because at the start of the episode Mm. we had Dal talking about just finding out that he's an augment he's found out that he's an augment and Mm. like uh, augments are becoming a thing in Trek now Mm. aren't they you know there's there's a lot of online discourse about about Bashir having been um, you know genetically augmented as a child Mm -hmm. you know we had uh, Una being outed as an Illyrian as well as the Augment character. Um, mm-hmm. What's her name? Brought Rebecca in, Str- in Strange New Worlds. Not Una, the red shirt. Oh, La'an. La'an, thank you. Noonien Singh. Yeah. La'an, Noonien Singh. Um, now we've got Dal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you know, Trek movie put out an article uh, either, you know, probably today mm-hmm. um, discussing how like, you know, in a lot of ways, you know, augments of, you know, being presented in new Trek as, as being kind of like the last, the last real prejudice that, that the Federation yeah. has, you know, back in my day, back in my day, we had so many prejudices. <laughs> We had uh, everyone was prejudiced about everyone, but nowadays we just have the one and it's augments. Yeah, I, I was saying we to you, uh, green room again that I, I th- don't think that's like 100% right in a that I think Trek is still held up about AI. Yes. So, like, unless your data AI is like not great, if you're like the lower decks automated ships, or if you're peanut butter, or if you're um. What is Agmus, or if you're Armus? Um, Agmus. Armus. No, no Armus yeah. is black goo. Yeah. Um, or if you're like the villains in Discovery season two or Picard season one, yeah. you know, it's all like these artificial like beings. Um, you see, the thing is, like, so basically, like... My which I'm being racist, of, calling them artificial beings, of course. Well, you see, the thing is, because, uh, like, what I was thinking about today, I was trying to think of, like, real-world real analogs to, to the kind of mm. thing that augments are um, are facing. Mm. And and I guess with AI, the real-world um, analog would be AI, because there yeah. are a lot of people that are shit... And, like, you know, a lot of the storylines around, you know, AI goes bad are based on, you know, mm. projected w- real-life fears. The Matrix. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, Terminator. Mm. Um, Chappie. We know Chappie was a good guy. <laughs> I know Chappie the film yeah, was oh, a no. bad guy. Oh, no, man. Oh, but no, but Chappie was a good guy. It was man that was the monster. Yeah. Um, and anyway, man is the monster. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and like, I, it got me thinking a lot about, you know, at one point in, in history, mm. um, have we had a, a, a group of people that are subjugated or, or, um, or, or discriminated against due to a perception of them having subjugated everyone else mm. or, or due to a perception of them currently subjugating everyone um yeah. potentially from the shadows mm. from some kind of shadow government 
Some sort um, of cabal. From some sort of cabal. Yeah. Um, and like, is is the Federation anti-Semitic? <laughs> is the Federation run by David Icke? In, in the framing that you've got there. <laughs> in the framing that you've got there, yes. But, you know, it's clearly not the intended framing. We're not saying no. the writer, writers are. <laughs> no. But, I mean, like, that, that that's the thing. Like, you know, throughout Star Trek history, you know, members of the Federation, members of Starfleet mm. have gone out and they've met aliens that have served as metaphors for, for real world, um, you know, uh, yeah. moral issues. Mm. Um, and in some way is, is the Federation's uh, distrust of Augment potentially serving as you know, as as a metaphor for the real world issue of the of growing anti-Semitism that is rife. In my opinion, Trek from like TOS on has had this point about um, if you want something, you've got to achieve it yourself. And there's there's no way out of hard work. There's ways that you can help yourself, but there's if something looks like a shortcut that is too easy, it probably is too good to be true. Mm-hmm. So when like, you know, TOS is all about miners struggling on a planet and, you know, that that's good. That's good for society. And the M5 machines um, running starships and going out is, is bad because that it's, it's human point to explore and augments they're they're kind of cheating and they, they, surpass themselves and you know they were after pure-blooded stuff and although we say or although you're saying about um you know are they anti-semitic um like viewpoints i think the tos arguments and khan was supposed to be a reflection of nazis at the time who were pushing for you know, way way back then, uh, it's easy for us to forget that um, I, I forget the term for it, but um, ensuring proper breeding, let's say um, eugenics. Eugenics. There we go. I, I, why can't I remember that name? It's fucking war. Um, it's the name yeah. of the eugenics war what was the thing that was the subject of the eugenics war. Eugenics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it's all about having the the perfect breed of person and trek is against that as well and thinking there is a perfect breed of person um so it gets weirdly hung up with you know and it gets weirdly hung up with not fixing people or not not helping people genetically so when diana's kid has a problem um or is going to have a problem they're still iffy about fixing her child and then the episode only really like goes into being Deanna uh, not Deanna um Balana right okay Bala- they they only say oh Balana's going like way off the deep end when when it goes into her wanting less klingon features on her baby mm. which is you know pretty disgusting anyway um but it it starts off with still being iffy about her fixing this genetic defect and with Bashir, he has a learning difficulty 
or he had a learning difficulty that could have been helped along through um, genetic augmentation. Not maybe to the extent that he did do, but it's weird of the Federation, in my opinion, still to be like, no, 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 no. Um, I tell you what, you're you're going to suffer and you're going to be um, you're going to be mute or you're not going to be able to know yeah. left from right. Um, even though we could fix, we, we could help, not fix, we could help you um, yeah. along that. Yes, you're, you're a surgeon known around the galaxy, but if we have our way, you're not going to be able to sign your own fucking name. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's, count yeah, up well, to the number yellow, you know, ex- that well, sort of thing. See, that's, that's, see, that's the, that's the, you know, the logical, and that's the very hmm. dark but logical extent of, of the thing. Because yeah. you know you we've we've spoken about this before, and you've said something along the lines of like, you know, the superior breeding it produ- you know produces superior intellect and superior ambition. Yeah. Um. But like, which is direct quote? It's not from me. It's a direct quote from Trek. Somewhat point. Yeah. But but like you know, characterizing a group of people as that—that's mm. you know that that's you know a gross generalization. Yeah. And from from one war in Earth's past, it's like, no, this is too dangerous. We can't allow anyone in the Federation to do this. And it's yeah. like, okay, but there are races like the Allurians who have been doing it for longer than the Federation have been around, probably, and have been completely fine with it. And theirs is more moral because they're just genetically augmenting themselves to fit to a certain environment rather than Bending an environment to your will, you know. Yeah. So it's 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 still very weird for thing for Trek to be hung up with. Yeah. And I think um, that's that's displaying in the stories now. That there wasn't that nuance in TOS, whereas like Bashir brought a bit of nuance in there with being a. Um, look, I, I I wouldn't have been able to count. I couldn't tie my shoes. But now I'm a world-renowned doctor. Um, but also I have to hide that I'm, you know, could hit a dartboard from 50 meters away throwing a dart. No. And then doing the same in Voyager with Balana's kid and doing with the Alorians now with Una and doing the same with Dahl. That there seems to be a mindset change. So I know the article on Trek movie was saying like it's a real hang up for Trek still. But I yeah. think that the attitude's changing. Hmm. I think that's yeah, fair to say. And, and, and I think, like, you know, I mentioned before before we recorded that uh, some more news has a great video out at the minute. Good old Cody hmm. pulling his hair out about the idea of moral panics. Yeah. And I think that this that, that's a great idea to kind of attach to this. And it is, it's, you know, it's a literal, it's a moral panic. It's like, you know, Oh well, what if these genetically superior people start thinking mm. that they're superior to us? And and you know, it's it's a weird mm. sort of um, unnatural fear. Yeah, uh, you know, it's you know, it, it is it is literally like saying, I don't know. It's people are so racist against black people, and they think that they're superior to them. But then, like, have you ever seen the? Have you ever seen the NBA? Have you seen these <laughs> big, beautiful, fucking ebony gods 
that like yeah. so clearly like hmm. like oh beautiful men yeah and and, and and it's just like how is this not better for society how is uh, yeah i just i just like i i feel like the idea of um not wanting genetic augmentation in your population mm. it goes against infinite diversity and infinite combinations yeah you know and it, it, Part, it parts of it do to, if to, you have everyone as, yeah if you do genetic augmentation to make sure like um everyone is um blonde-haired and blue-eyed then <laughs> you're not doing it for um diversity and inclusion sake you're doing it um for for the sake of making sure you've got um the prettiest aryan baby in the bunch um I mean, which really... phrased in that manner specifically for um i just i, I tell you what i tell you what the the lasting idea that this whole thing has on me mm. is the whole thing of obviously star trek has has had to sort of walk back a lot of things over the years mm -hmm. And has had to rewrite its own continuity, but the eugenics wars is so, like, like in, integral to the continuity of Star of Star Trek, that like we we have to kind of try and f get a resolution in mind. So we yeah. like it forces people to think. Well, why might the Federation have a valid reason to mm. not want the to not want augments? Oh God. Now I'm trying to justify eugenics in my own mind. Okay, let's walk that situation back. Let's, no, let's you, make you... the Federation a like let's make the Federation's prejudice against you against augments a problem. Now why is it a problem and why is it okay? Mm -hmm. And like it's I I just feel like it's it's a really tricky situation for Star Trek to have written itself into fifty years ago that we are now having to like like yeah. allegory up its own ass. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I think I think it still fit though. Like in that when in the history of Trek, so nineteen eighties nineteen nineties, augmentation became a big thing, and the first thing it was used for was war making these genetically superior soldiers who were faster, stronger, you know, more easy to fight, um, fighting each other and with more aggressive attitudes. And what that did was make a Khan and Khan, yeah. like Khan-like people. And from then the Federation has, you know, pretty much had a attitude of, oh, if we allow stuff, then we'll get another Khan. Uh, and, you know, which is is fairly backward because it's it's the humans inserting themselves into hundreds of races and going i tell you what we did in our past and you can learn from this your race of spacefaring people that were in space long before we decided to genetically augment each other and probably had that capability long before we got into space you need to stop doing that because um, we did something bad in the past and you go, well, just because you've done something bad in the past doesn't mean you're gonna everyone's gonna do it or you're gonna do it in the future. Yeah. Hmm. Genetic aug augmentation is a tool 
rather than a weapon. God, I Tools can really... be used for war, but they can also be used for, you know, peace. Yeah, man. I I I want to be genetically augmented. I want to be cybernetically augmented. Hmm. Uh, I want a phone in my head, oh. like this. You want neural link? You want <laughs> Elon Musk? No, I don't Elon, Elon Musk, in, Musk in my head. Yeah, Jesus Christ! Mm. We've got Twitter. That's bad enough. Yeah, isn't it um, interesting to talk about the slightly on from genetic stuff on the cyber? augmentation there's barely that in trek as well there's like the borg the main one and then that's there's maybe one or two other species and that's it and that's yeah. another one where it's like it's dangerous it's you know it's not great oh no augmenting oh, yourself it's fucking sweet yeah yeah so it could be worse they could be like the fucking mods from boba fett mm. yeah think, think about it though like even in the times of Voyager, no one has like a translator built into them. I don't think. Maybe they do. Maybe maybe one does that Borg who created himself. But like, I'm thinking, I'm thinking for um, in the episodes where they get captured and their badges got taken off them, they can still sometimes speak the language. So maybe by, by then they do have. Um, or maybe there's just universal YouTube translators minimum. there. Yeah. Who knows? But you'd think Who that knows? would be like, you'd shoot that into every baby. You'd just be like, okay, now you can just talk. Yeah. Fine. You know. They do it in, in fucking in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Did you watch the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special? Yeah, I loved it. It's amazing. Yeah. I loved how they went Best to a gay MCU bar. Best MCU thing this, this year. Yeah. Uh, I, I loved how they went to a gay bar mm. and got shit-faced and had a great time and Peter Quill wasn't there probably because Chris Pratt is a massive homophobe. Yeah. Fuck him. And then they beat the shit out of a bunch of cops. It was awesome. Yeah. Cops that are ready to shoot someone like just on like, <laughs> just straight away. 20 meters away and they're just like bang, 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 bang. Yeah. 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 Well, mm. Drax, you know, he's got like, you know, very dark skin. So mm, yeah. they will have just fucking opened up straight away. Mm. But yeah. imagine if they were just cosplayers out seeing celebrities' houses late and they just shot people. Yeah, people have Be been on the shot news. holding Nerf guns. Yeah. Buy a Star Trek Nerf gun. Be shot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. It's great. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. Right. Do do we have anything else then? We're, it no, sounds man. like we're coming to an end of that. Um, yeah. I enjoyed that discussion. Yeah, it's a good discussion, you know. Augments and augmenting people. Um, like, subscribe, tell a friend, do all that rubbish. Um, all the things that any other YouTube channel that is more professional than us say, do that. Yeah, man. <laughs> hey, man, we're the bad boys of Star Trek podcasting. In that we're bad at what we do. And we swear too much. Yeah. 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 Um, speaking of swearing too much, live long and prosper, motherfuckers. And peace and long life, double the masses. <laughs>